Your inner geek wants to come out and play. But where to go? Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club. Hello and welcome to another episode of BDSH's Board Game Alliance. I am your host, returning from the dead. I am Joey, fairly feathered, frightened, fiendishly freaky D's. That's a failure. I Uh did not nail it. (laughs) Yes, one for us. Woo, we win. Uh, That's what happens when I come back from vacation. Across from me, of course, is Josh Utley of the Omega Gamers. Hey, how's it going? I'm doing great, besides failing my name. You guys got me again. And of course, Sean Epperson of Think 12 Games. Oh, hey, hey. Uh, you may hear that Vicky Barcelona is not here, and that is because she is on assignment somewhere in Lake Stevens. I don't know where. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, a, a little bit west of there now. Oh, well, you know what? She's lost in a sea of dice. <laughs> Probably rolling somewhere. Josh, how can people get a hold of us? Uh, they just go to bjgeeknation.com and get all the podcasts, blogs, interviews, videos, links. And more. I do love more. More. That's a far off more. That's all, that is as far as it can go. <laughs> it might also, be a stretch. Also search Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Radio.com, and iTunes, where you can give us five-star reviews. We love five stars. We love BJJ's Geek Nation. And we love cons. Yeah. We Guys, cons. we've kicked off into summer, and you know what that means. I mean, there's a, there's a board game convention every weekend at this point. We Yeah. Right now, we got a couple coming up next weekend, Ooh. so we want to get uh, yeah. let everybody know what those are. What then, might those be? Well, uh, the first one is Washington State SummerCon. SummerCon. Summer, summer, summer con, summer con. <laughs> All right, stop. <laughs> I got one more. <laughs> and what can you do at Washington State SummerCon? Well, they're going to have comics, toys, celebrity exhibits, and cosplay, of course. Now, a celebrity exhibit isn't like one of those <laughs> whack structures, right? And it's definitely not a ride I can take a picture on. <laughs> well, because uh, there will be like the, uh, I believe, the the Turtles van is going to be there. So that could be a celebrity Ooh. exhibit. Hmm. Okay. So the, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, am I correct? Yes, but I looked at a lot of cons for researching for this, so I may have just talked straight out of my butt. <laughs> I'm not... I was kind of looking forward to the pizza that I know that the turtles would bring with them, Josh. Now I'm getting let down. What's going on? I mean, I see that... Well, if this is correct, this is Lando Calrissian? Yes, yep. Lando will be there. Billy D. Billy D. Williams. Have you guys ever gotten a, a photo with a celebrity at one of these cons before? I, uh, when they used to let the celebrities on the show floor at Comic-Con, I would sneak around the side and just take a faraway picture. You'd be the selfie guy. <laughs> You're like, look, look who I'm here with. And then it's really just you and someone very far off in the distance. <laughs> <laughs> you, yes. I do love those photos. I think the most famous one I ever got was Data from, uh, or Data from Star Trek. <laughs> Brett Sp- Sp- Brit Spiner. Spiner. Spiner, thank yeah. you. I always pronounce his last name wrong. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, I, I shook his hand, and then I awkwardly walked away and said thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I, I met uh, uh, Margot Kidder. Okay. And okay. I also, I liked you in Superman. And that's about all I could get out. That's all you really can. <laughs> that's all you got time for, right? They're busy. You're busy. And I'm yeah. not nobody. I'm awkward. 
uh, during one of the packs, I was actually uh, up on the show floor before it starts, you know, for uh, us press people, and I saw Markiplier, and oh. I was like, hey, can I get a quick selfie, and you know, I talked to him for minutes, and my daughter loves him, and so she was so jealous that I got to meet, like, this guy that she just loves, and... Ah, uh, see, that's the best know, part, when your kids are like, Dad, <laughs> Dad, you didn't tell me that's what you were doing! Why didn't that you bring great. me? <laughs> This just in, I was not talking out of my butt. The, Whoa, t- the right. TMNT van will be there alongside the 1966 Batmobile. Oh, okay. That's a cool picture. And the DeLorean. <gasps> I can go back in time again. And the Supernatural Impala. I don't care what Vedra says. Ooh. I can do it. <laughs> it will work. <laughs> and a whole lot of droids and a X-34 Landspeeder. Oh, my gosh. And oh, the Speeder. This one's great. The Millennium Falcon Bench. Bench. <laughs> bench. <laughs> the bench. Wow. <laughs> Where they played the uh, chess-like game with uh, the hologram monster. That's will a the chess-like bench. game be there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, the table will be next to the bench. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, of course, one of the coolest things you can see at Con is cosplays. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. I'm seeing some... Street Fighter, some Batmans, some Wonder Womans. I mean, this is all from last year, of course, but I mean, we got to look forward to what we can anticipate. In a world with equal representation being very forefront, I can't wait for all this year's Endgame Thors. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> Heavy set Thor! Set I can th- finally cosplay and not look too weird. <laughs> right? The gold standard. <laughs> Hey, he's uh, he's uh, emotionally accepted, still worthy Thor. That's what we found out. Right. He might not be a leader, but he is still a badass. Yes. Which, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but that was like pretty much my favorite part about Endgame in general. Oh, yeah. We're great. breaking the spoiler barrier. It's t- if you haven't seen it, you're not really... I mean, I'm not going to call you not a fan, because you're allowed to be a fan of something and still be late to the party, but you're not allowed to complain about it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's where I stand on that. And well, plus, now they have reason to go see it, and therefore breaking the Avatar record. Right? Because, I mean, when you hear Fat Thor, all you think is, what What do you mean? What? How could that possibly be? This is Chris Hedworth. That man is, I mean, essentially got the Greek god body that you could, everyone wants. <laughs> I did read one article that they wanted to magic him back in shape during Endgame, but uh, Chris Helmsworth fought to keep him Fat Thor to I'm show glad. the star that he was holding on to. See, that makes sense. Plus, I mean, I don't know if you guys have lost some weight before in my time. It takes a long time to lose weight. And even if you are a god, I'm still thinking that's a lot of days at the gym. (laughs) So I'm glad to see that uh, Chris fought for that because really the character is great. I mean, my favorite part of the movie. Uh, But besides that, besides Washington State Summer Con, which what what dates are uh, they running exactly, Josh, so the people know? July 15th and 16th at the Washington State Fair Event Center in Puyallup. The wallop in Puyallup. Yeah. If you guys don't know, that's a cute little catchphrase that we have. I don't really know what it means. Wallop is a punch, I think. But you're going to have <laughs> a great time without any punches, hopefully, at SummerCon coming up soon. But that's only one of many. Also, next weekend is the Seattle Retro Gaming Expo. <gasps> oh, yeah. So this is like Pac-Man, Mega Man, Superman, all kinds of man, X-Man. <laughs> what are man, we playing? Man. All, all your, uh, uh, your brothers, your adventurers, everything. Just classic uh, Nintendo, Sega, Super Nintendo. All the gaming goodness, trading. There's some uh, sales there. I see you can cosplay. You can cosplay anything. <laughs> you got me. I've seen a lot of Miss Pac-Mans in my day. <laughs> I well, can I do see people cosplay Tetris. So I mean, again, <laughs> I can cosplay uh, 
You remember Ganon from Zelda, oh, right? Of course. <laughs> but you, the original Zelda, Ganon was kind of a bigger guy, so I could do uh, original Zelda Ganon. It's your original Ganon. You're yeah. the OG. Yeah, that's right. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> okay, but what block piece would you go if you were going as a Tetris piece? <clears throat> I think Josh would be a square. I, I hate right <laughs> Z and left Z, but yeah, square probably. Square, so that you fit in with all the circles? No. Well, wait, it's that the, wide, it's the <laughs> widest piece. <laughs> ah, ah. The blockiest piece. The blockiest. Sean? I would be a Z just because it's annoying and obnoxious. That, that fits pretty well, you know? <laughs> it's the, not the piece that everyone really wants because it's not going to fit there, but when you get it in that perfect spot, boom. Yeah. You never when knew. When it fits, you're like, oh, I, I love having this here, but... Uh, other times it's like, man, this thing's just so annoying and obnoxious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would probably have to go for the long piece myself because I'm <laughs> just tall. Yep. Now the sad news it is also July 15th. Or July, excuse me, June 15th and 16th. You got to decide between cons? You got to decide. And this one is at the Seattle Center Fisher Pavilion. Wow. Okay, well, that's not that bad then. Not too far. I mean, right. you only have to drive like but what if you live in a highway away. <gasps> Those of you who don't know, Seattle has terrible traffic. Don't ever drive. <laughs> Fly. <laughs> I learned. Yeah, just never drive. Yeah, I'm looking into Kenmore Air, I think. Uh, oh, yeah, there little you puddle go. puddle jumpers and get yeah. to and from. You guys ever skydived? I hear that's an efficient way to get down. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking Amazon could do something with drone delivery and me. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Josh Prime. <laughs> Straight from your board game needs. You see, now you're calling me Josh Prime. I'm going to hold on to that one forever because I'm a huge Transformers fan. Now joining wow. me, Sean Alpha and Josh Prime. Hello, guys. No, it's it's Seanatron. Yeah, it's Seanatron for sure. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I have to admit, I didn't know there was a retro gaming con, but I assume at this point was this 2019. I assume all the young retro gamers are now more seasoned veterans. What was your favorite Ret- I guess the retro. I don't even want to call Mega Man retro because I oh, grew up Mega as a Man is definitely retro. retro. Yeah. But what, what was your, your go-to game back in the day? Because I think BJ played Pong and told me that was quite the uh, shocker back in the day. <laughs> I thought BJ played Jacks. <laughs> ah, <laughs> Pogs. Yes, he collected them all. <laughs> uh, the early Final Fantasy series for me, for sure. Oh, yeah. One, Street two, Fighter 2. Street Fighter 2 Hyper Fighting, Street Fighter 2 Turbo, Street Fighter 2 Hyper Fighting Turbo. Street Fi- <laughs> they li- did eventually learn to count to three, but... <laughs> good for them. Uh, That's an uphill battle sometimes. And a lot of the Mega Mans, oh, actually. The Mega Mans were so good. I loved Mega Man. I was a Mario Kart fan. Yes! Mario oh, Kart. Mario Karts. Driving his uh, Yoshi with a turtle shell hanging at your butt, ready to fire a person <laughs> in second place, just a monkey with the order. I bought a Super <laughs> Nintendo Retro. And, oh, and yes. And I took it to Sean's house. And his daughter's like, I want to play. And she's sitting there. She's like, how do you turn on these controllers? Where do you put in the batteries? No. I said, you see that cord? She said, yeah. I said, walk up here to the TV and plug it in. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, what? I said, now you are tethered. You cannot go more than six feet away from this console. Congratulations. Oh, man, that's great. It's not just Uh, to charge the controller. (laughs) It's to literally plug in and play the game. Oh, I love those machines, though. They came with so many games, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, let me see. So I was a big fan of Super Mario RPG. I played that a bunch when I was a kid. But I have to admit, like, Super Mario World and, of course, like you said, Mario Kart. I mean, those were my go-to. And then if we could see it up just a little bit, even I feel retro for the N64 system, but even uh, the lovely Smash Brothers oh, yeah. series, uh-huh. which is funny because I'm sitting here and I'm telling people about it, and they've never played one or two or three. It's just brawl for them now yep. on, like, the Wii. And I'm like, you guys don't know the struggle <laughs> of having to ta- untangle those cords because you and your friends were too lazy to wrap the controllers up. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. I can't believe we're in that retro world of life now. 
or seasoned. You know, they have to respect our gaming skills, even though I guarantee you I could never beat anyone in a game. Although Super, Super Mario 2 was one that I played forever, and I finally got to the, it was one of the few that I actually beat and got to the end. And it was back in the day that if the boss went off screen, their health would refresh. Oh, which I didn't realize. <laughs> I'm like, I'm beating this boss up. I've, I've hit it like seven, eight times in a row. Like, why is this thing not dying? It's because I'm going. It's the screen was too big. Damn you, glitches! <laughs> it would go on screen and refresh itself. Oh man, that that was the brilliance of oh. old school computing and coding is that you had only had to beat the game by its own rules. You had to beat it by its cheaty rules, which <laughs> yes. were the oh, sorry we had to push the game out. <laughs> but. Uh, well, you're going to have to fight between cons and side between retro, retro con and summer con, but you know what the best part about it is? They're all cons, and yes. they'll all be great. And I know summer con has some Magic the Gathering tournaments Ooh. going on, but uh, since we are a board game con- uh, podcast, please go take over. Yeah, please. Show, show all my Magic <laughs> friends that Magic is just as cool, but not as cool as board gaming. Magic. But don't start a fight. <laughs> I'm going to go with Magic is board gaming. Yeah, it essentially is. That, that's going to hurt some Magic players. But it's table. Our ego can take the blow, though. Yep. <laughs> There's a lot of ego in those elevators. <laughs> what else do we got going on, though, besides these lovely two cons? Well, last weekend was tabletop day, right? That was last weekend? It was yeah. a long week. I don't it even was. know. It was. I can tell you guys are still hungover from all the, the, uh, the lovely <laughs> snacks. All the gaming. <laughs> but we went to Zulu's, mm. and we got to hang out with Flying Frog Games, who was there showing off all their awesome games. Who we've got the pleasure of talking to many times. Great yeah. guys. And uh, we got to play Heroes of Land, Air, and Sea. And we played with both Chaos and Order and Pestilence Expansion and all the mercenaries and the siege engines. The full deal. And when you guys say play, can you go ahead and put a little time stamp on this? How how long did you play for? We set up at 9.30. We started playing at about 11.30, and we were done at nine at night. So you ran a marathon. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the best kind of marathon, one that doesn't involve any actual uh, running. <laughs> well, we played a seven-player uh, version of this game, which requires a, a floating continent that you hover above the board. Oh, I kind of like that. Okay. There's so. a bird clan that they they live up in this cloud city, if you will, that sits above the board. Ooh. Yeah, it's a great game. We got to play uh, Sean was the merfolk, and he yes. cheated in one by a lot. <laughs> <laughs> is there any other way that Sean is going to be able to win besides cheating, thievery, conniving? I wish I was able to cheat uh, to a win. No, yeah, was, the best part is when you cheat and you still lose, and you sit there and you go, did I cheat myself out of the game? <laughs> What's great about this game is uh, it's a 4X game. Which oh, okay. you know BJ loves. Oh, he can't get yeah. enough of the Xs. But the difference is this one is a fantasy-based Okay, okay. So I'm thinking uh, that movie that came out with the giant moving cities that everyone poo-pooed on. (laughs) (laughs) No. Oh, no, it's not like that. Bad. (laughs) Uh, This one, the four X's are endgame triggers. Oh, I've never even heard of that. What does that mean? If you you play to points, first of all, the winner will get points. Um, if you explore, that means all these, there's these land tokens. If all of them on the board, all the land tokens are flipped over and resolved, that triggers one more round, game is over. Because okay. everybody has explored as much as they can explore. If you expand, then one person has to have all their warriors and all their serfs out. If they're all in play, then that triggers endgame. Oh, I see what you're saying. So everyone has a way to kind of trigger it. Yeah. And uh, another way is exploit is, is if you build three towers, 
uh, which is sounds easy, but you can only have one on each continent. You can only have one on your home continent, and if people see that you're about to build the third one, they'll probably just go destroy another one. They attack you. Yeah. Yeah, nice people. And exterminate. If you wipe out another player's uh, capital, not only you get bonus points, they are, all their points are eliminated, and they are completely eliminated from the game. One more round, game over. Have you ever encountered someone actually getting eliminated before? Yes. <laughs> it, was, it was close in our game. So I was leading by points on the board, but there's a lot of ways to get points. So you get points for all these pieces that are out, you know, the level of your capital, all this other stuff. And I'm way ahead in victory points, but I don't have a lot of stuff on the board, so I'm really concerned. And one of the guys that was kind of in the running uh, came over and tried to take out my capital and almost did it. It but was like by he used to a buy, point. Yeah, one point, I would have completely been gone. And that's how it goes, because if you don't have a capital, I assume all you, like you said, all your points get erased. It doesn't matter yeah. how you know prosperous you are in other areas. And the way battling works in that is if even one point of damage exceeds his armor, that's completely destroyed. Ah, so it's like kind of really realistic. If the sword goes through the armor, you, you, yeah. you're, you're gone. You're and I don't lose a piece of my capital. I yeah. lose my capital. All of it. The head <laughs> of the dragon or viper or hydra or whatever they say. <laughs> Cut off the head and the rest fall up. It's uh, Arya, and he was the Night King. Ah. Although he was attacked by the undead. Yeah, but what about the un- uh, the banana peel that he slipped on beforehand? <laughs> I heard, no? Okay. No, unfortunately, <laughs> Sean did win. Good uh, work, Sean. I yeah. did play a game where the orcs killed the undead. Ah, flavorful. And, uh, by a lot. He oh. went in with like 18 damage. They had about 14 defense, and it was like, wow, you're destroyed. Game over. Oh, fun uh, times. But we played with the humans, the elves, the undead, the lion kin, the birds, and I played the lizard kin badly again. <laughs> <laughs> So when I was playing, the one thing that I was waiting to trigger was the actual exploration. So all the tokens except for one, or uh, there was two tokens in one spot, had been revealed. And your father was sitting in this location, and they were in the center of his land area. So I couldn't quickly get to it. And uh, if anyone knows, BJ... Negotiations, mm, right. not, not so good usually. It doesn't matter how good of a deal you give him. If you're going to get something in return, he, you might as well just give up. I mean, it's yeah. over. So I'm trying not to make it apparent that I want those tokens flipped over because the sooner I can end this game, the earlier I can like, keep people from building up more stuff. Or killing your capital. Apparently. Or killing capital. And I finally, at the beginning of my turn, I drew a card that was going to let me just pop a person into any place on the board. I was just going to send someone over to that space to flip them over and, and end it. But uh, BJ actually ended up doing it himself without realizing that's kind of what I was wanting. That is the biggest <laughs> like, BJ yes. move I have ever heard. The old, <laughs> you know, I think I'm just going to do this because it seems like a good idea. And all of a sudden, Sean's eyes, oh, what is going yes, on? thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, so nine and a half hours, though, and you were able to achieve victory. Yes, by to, two points. To be fair, we were at Zulu's, so food was excellent, and yeah. we were visiting people, and that was great. And, uh, you know, we just kept it chill. We mentioned yeah. a lot on this podcast, but your local board game cafe, guys, if you don't have one, find one, because they are a great place to game, especially if you're going to do huge games like this, where they're going nine or ten hours. I mean, Zulu's, big shout out, they've got the greatest double cheeseburger I've ever seen. <laughs> well, I they like have the a good, like, uh, they have other stuff for people that are not necessarily, like, you know, fans of eating meat. Uh, they've got the, uh, uh, or they call it the special burger. Oh, um, the meatless ones? Yeah. The, either, I mean, the joke in my house when we grew up as the tofurkey because it wasn't really <laughs> fake or tofu it was a tofurkey but, but the, uh, the like beyond I meat I yeah believe. beyond yeah, yeah, yeah. The beyond meat is a new big craze which apparently tastes exactly like meat but is grown from plants yeah 
So they've got options for people. Yeah, and if you're like me and you just like pie, they have chocolate peanut butter pie, (laughs) which is addicting and delicious when you can buy it by the slice for nine hours. (laughs) But moving along from that, that lovely game, uh, you guys guys play any other games at Zulu's, or was that the one that took it all? That took most of the day, but we did end up playing some growl and social deduction game of werewolves, very similar to werewolf, but uh, a little better with you don't have to just, okay, open your eyes and everybody lie instantly. Oh, it's not just lying. No, it's not just lying. Because every time I play a game with lying and BJ or Sean, I lose because apparently they're much better at it than I am. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the weird thing about Growl and the thing that I I really find it interesting is that it plays like a cooperative game. Because even though not everybody's on the same team, you play like you are. So everybody's working together on how they can keep everyone alive and keep people from not turning into werewolves. So how do you backstab someone? What's your objective if you're the... Well, if you're, okay, so what, what is the, uh, the mafia assassin well, type in this your game? your role can actually change. The game, oh. was based on player count, will have a certain number of werewolves. Now those werewolves will try to bite other people. And if you get three bite cards and you don't have a way to counteract those bite cards, you become a werewolf. But you can also get three wound cards and die. (laughs) (laughs) So Not a good (laughs) 50-50. The humans are trying to know who the werewolves are and kill them and not become a werewolf themselves. So you can, if you get a bite, you can get a charm. So for every charm you have, that counteracts a bite. But you get past cards during a night phase, which is annoying. And you're publicly passing other people face-up cards. Like, all right, I have a wound. Who can take it? Oh, okay. Who is it safe to take this wound? And you have to believe them or, you know. Turn into a werewolf or die. I mean. Well, and the werewolves may not necessarily know who all the werewolves are, right? So they they know at the start of the game, but beyond that, you might have turned someone into a werewolf, but you're not 100% sure unless they figured out that you're a werewolf and now they're going to start trying to give you clues that they're on your team. Oh, interesting. I would like to say the last human one. Really? Yes, I did. Oh. <laughs> and I was on your team. Humble brag. You, Humble brag. I, I thought you got bit. I was a human. Oh, me and John won. Yay. Which is another cool thing. Like, yes, you can be eliminated, but the game's actually fairly quick. So even though you're eliminated, if your team wins, you still get the victory. Oh, yep. I like that. Shared victory. That's because oh, yeah. a lot of times you got to throw people under the bus in I was games. the last living human. Yeah, oh. I got killed. Let me rephrase that. <laughs> they totally killed me. Oh. <laughs> they looked between Sean and Josh and they said, Sean. I've got bad news. Yes. Your reputation, <laughs> you are dead. <laughs> well, that sounds like a fun game. It's a little twist on uh, Werewolf. I kind of like those ideas where you take them a little bit deeper than just the, hey, there's someone here who's trying to kill you. Let's figure out who it is. Whoops, I killed Betty. Betty, I'm sorry. You're dead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but moving along, I think it's time for a little quick starter, Sean. Yeah, it is. And I got to tell you, are we starting off with this lovely game that has the biggest piece I've ever seen for uh, a people or whatever <laughs> you want to call it? <laughs> the Kraken. The Kraken. Uh, yeah, this is The Refuge, Terror from the Deep. This is a sequel of sorts uh, in the Refuge line. The first game was kind of a uh, post-apocalyptic game by uh, B&B Games. And this one actually is a prequel. Uh, it happens on underwater. So this is kind of leading up to the whole stuff that happens into uh, the Refuge. And yeah, you're basically, it's a, uh, it's got a couple different gameplay types. You can play it cooperatively, you can play it competitively. We are trying to uh, acquire the most treasure and tokens and things. But it's got these amazing pieces. And the thing that really caught my eye was this ginormous red kraken that sits on the board that's just terrifying looking. 
It's it's huge, and I didn't. I mean, that's the first thing that catches your eye when you you click on the little link. And I gotta tell you, it has a, a bunch of little mini pieces as well that are like kind of parts of its tentacles. Yeah, they're spaced across the board. The things that can uh, catch you and slow you up and send you back because it's basically a race to get to where the kraken is and get those treasure tokens. And you can position uh, things in people's way. You can like shove people and and whatnot. It, there's a lot of uh, interesting. Uh, ways to interact with people in this game. Yeah, I love it. It literally looks like your like dungeon master found this really cool piece at like some sort of antique store and then built a board for it and was like, <laughs> all right guys, pick your character. You gotta get through this like sea of tentacles and barnacles and huge obstacles to reach the Kraken who I guess you either fight or steal from one of the two. He's protecting something. It also has a solo play. Uh, it plays one to six players, so it's got a really good player account. Uh, the gameplay time they list as twenty to forty <laughs> minutes, so you know, pretty reasonable, easier to get to the table. Um, the pledge level for this one is only forty nine dollars, which is actually a really good deal for all the stuff that you're getting. And they are currently at forty K of their fourteen K goals so they're unlocking all kinds of stretch goals for this thing and i gotta tell you you could have convinced me that the giant kraken itself was worth 50 dollars, right he gets <laughs> <laughs> huge takes up half the board uh this was going to be ending on the 27th of this month awesome awesome i'm looking forward to that i mean i'm probably going to die to the kraken pirates of the caribbean style oh, i'll make sure it happens <laughs> jack no what else do we got uh, going next on? Next up is Shiver Me Timbers by Veltrick Verlag. That's something you can pronounce and I cannot. That's the best <laughs> I can do for that one. Uh, it's a strategic pirate sandbox game with uh, modular miniatures. Uh, two to four players and plays about 90 to 180 minutes. Now, the thing that's really interesting about this game is that um, the board kind of looks like um, Star Trek Ascendancy, where you've got these lanes that are set up in between uh, these areas that you're ending up at, and it's sailing boats around, you know, kind of fighting each other, trying to get treasure and whatnot. Uh, but you're actually adding to your boats. You can acquire pieces that fit into your boat and give you more that your your vehicle can do, your boat can do. I can, they, I'm watching them build the ship. It's crazy. The little, little cannons even poke out. Yep. Yeah, there's these cannons that you can add in to you know increase how much damage that your ship can do. Uh, there's a lot of really cool stuff kind of going on with this. We will be playing this. I did back it. Oh! <laughs> Josh, you're you a did. good man. The toy factor alone makes me happy. <laughs> Looking at it, and it reminds me of life when you would try to assemble the family and you put the little family <laughs> in your car and then inevitably you'd have to pay some sort of mortgage because <laughs> you roll bad like me. And the fifth kid has to lay down in between the seats. Yeah, he has to. I mean, that's just tradition. <laughs> yeah, very sandboxy. So there's lots of different things that you can do, uh, lots of different directions that you can go for, uh, for your victory. Uh, it's a $73 base pledge, but you're getting a whole lot of stuff with this. Uh, and if you go for the special edition, uh, then you actually get treasure chests and metal coins. Uh, we will have treasure chests and metal coins. I like both those things. <laughs> do I get a pirate hat? Yes, you do. I love pirate <laughs> We'll be sure you get one. Uh, this is going to be ending on the 27th of this month. Uh, they're currently at 25K of their 39K goal. So they've got a little bit to, uh, to do still on this. Uh, but they've got 325 backers. So uh, get in, check this out. And uh, yeah, let's make this happen. Last up is Alter Quest by Blacklist Games. Uh, this is a cooperative fantasy adventure game. Uh, plays in one to four players and 30 to 90 minutes or so. Uh, it's a $190 base pledge. Now, that sounds like a lot. It does, it does. It definitely is. 
But when you go and check out Alter Quest, you will see why. It's also a hundred and nine dollar base pledge. That's, Ooh, you said yes. hundred and ninety. Oh, hundred and nine. Yes, one oh nine. I like one oh nine more than I like one ninety. <laughs> But that being said, I can see why it has a high base pledge. This game has some of the most incredible miniature details I've seen in a while. I would say that we've seen it once before, at least aspects. Yes. So when you go here and take a look at it, the first thing that you're going to be reminded of is a game that uh, most board gamers know and love called Hero Quest. Now, this is not... Hero Quest. Uh, it is not by the <coughs> same people. Uh, they're definitely taking inspiration from this because it's got a lot of the same types of things. By inspiration, it's the exact same board <laughs> with the hallways filled in that are now rooms. Hey, you know what? <laughs> That's what I call change in this day and age. <laughs> there is a few pieces that are seemingly unaltered. Maybe they were public IP at the time, but like the Alchemist Bench. I could swap that out with my Heroes Quest one. You so what you're notice. saying is it looks really cool. <laughs> yes. It does look really cool. And, you know, we've been through the comments. We've been through it. There doesn't seem to be any problems. There's no drama behind this. Yeah. This company has put out a few other games. Looks like they got their stuff together and they've got it all worked out. And uh, honestly, I can't wait for it because I loved Hero Quest. And, and what exactly? to see a new version. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I can understand that because what, what happened to the other game you said? Did it get scrapped or well, on the hold? It just it ended. Ah, uh, Games Workshop did an advanced Hero Quest, and the art got all bad. Mm. And then uh, a few years ago, somebody tried to kickstart Hero Quest again and do it on their own and make it new edition. And there were lawsuits. There was trouble. There was fines. There was out of country and moving of money and da 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 da. And it was shut down. Whoever held the IP was just like, nope. But Alter Quest has, uh, they really, I mean, the dice are completely different. The theme is completely different. Um, there's just some nice little homages. Think uh, the Orville. This is the Orville this to the, Orville. the next yeah. gen. Yeah, yeah, that's a good analogy. Yeah. I like it. And you know what? I like both of those shows. Uh, <laughs> this what? is at 332K Ooh. of their 100K goal. So they're well into stretch goal land. Uh, there's about 3,000 people that have backed this game so far. And uh, when you go to their Kickstarter page and just scroll through, they've got all their unlocks right at the top. And there are pages and pages of stuff that you're getting uh, in this game. So, I mean, for $109, you're going to get your money's worth and then some. There's so much stuff here, like all the minis, all the characters, all the uh, pieces of furniture that go into the game, all the setup. I mean, this thing's going to look just incredible on the table. Because each hero has a, their own unique piece, essentially. It's not like you're just getting a little footman, footman, footman. It's literally like sorcerer, wizard, exactly. all, you know, all yeah. those kind of different classes, which is incredible to think about in terms of detail. And if the gameplay is even similar to the original, I mean, I love that game. I played it as a kid. I played through, made my own maps, played... Hunted down expansions, and at that time, with no internet, that was not easy. God, I can't even imagine the times before the internet. I mean, nowadays, when I want to look up a rule for a board game, all I do is look up, you know, on their internet website, okay, uh, what do I have to do here? Why does my character die in one hit? Why, Josh? Why? <laughs> well, that sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, Man, there's so much stuff in here. I just kind of keep scrolling through this, like, oh, so much cool stuff. Well, before we go, we do have... <laughs> <laughs> Special delivery. <laughs> One more time. <laughs> oh, that is well, a great sound effect. This one is a crate buster because uh, Lords of Hellas, while we all got our base game last year, uh, the expansions and stretch goals finally came through. They kicked in? They finally showed up. And uh, the 
This was back back in June of 2017. 2017? So getting this half of the game, it wasn't an option. You know, they told people up front. They were very upfront about it. Um, a lot was still in concept, so they had to get it made. But everybody's been getting their uh, Wave 2 now, getting the expansions, getting new monuments to build. It all looks really good. I do wish it would have been quicker, but Awaken Realms has proven their worth as a game company, and this is a great game, and uh, I can't wait to play it and get some more. I actually kind of like the fact that it came in a little bit later because it's given people a chance to play Lords of Hellas, both as a retail game and kind of build up some buzz about it. And there's some people that are like, okay, I've kind of played through it now. I'm ready for something new. Well, hey, now you've got this new thing. Yeah, because it was about a year apart, and... You know, you get all of one game in because I did get another game in before we started this segment that came with everything. <laughs> and it's Batman, and it looks amazing, and I want to play in it. I just don't want to read all those rules and because I, I got everything. Oh, <laughs> so it's a little overwhelming. I can see. I can but see. I will still play it. It's Batman after all. Yeah, I can see that because if you have to, you know, you get a game, you get its original form, and then you play it, it's a lot of fun. And then, you know, things get shelved. There's so many games these days. Yeah. To get a little kickback, you know, when you get a, a year later, year and a half later, and then all of a sudden you're like, I remember this game. Well, let's see what we can do here. I, I can imagine that's actually not a bad idea. Yeah. But, uh, Josh, send us away. Play nice. Your inner geek wants to come out and play, but where to go? Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club. 